The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Hello and welcome to the latest live edition of Wrestling with Jonas, Wrestling with Jonas Live, of course. Uh, proud partners of the Jonas Podcasting Network. And today I've got the man behind Odyssey Pro Wrestling um, up in Blackpool, Ethan Edwards. Ethan, how are you doing, my friend? Hello, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good and so happy to be talking to you. Uh, we did meet very, very briefly at uh, TNT Extreme Fields last October, yes. uh, but I know that you were very preoccupied, a lot going on. <laughs> we're going to talk about that a bit later on because that was a, an awesome event to be there mm. and to be a part of. Um, but uh, what what we're going to be primarily talking about in the first five or ten minutes is you got your next show coming up, Shipwrecked, in two days' time, Saturday yes. the 19th. Um an exciting lineup, an exciting card. But before we break down the matches and talk about the show itself, as a promoter, how are you feeling um, about the show two days out? A uh, little bit of nervousness there, a little bit of anxiety, maybe. How are you feeling? Yeah, yeah. The, there's always the sort of pre show, pre show jitters. Um, kind of have a thought of this, have I covered that, I remembered this, have I done that? Um, but we've been very, very lucky so far. Like everything always comes together. Like on the day, everything builds up. We've got an amazing team um that we really really couldn't do it without so they always come through and you know two days out it is just a a, a case of finishing you know dotting the i's crossing the t's and yeah. uh and we'll be ready yeah absolutely absolutely and um i mean you, you just mentioned there that finishing touches over the next couple of days um you, you're traveling up uh, before the show on saturday of course um but um you must be so pleased with how Odyssey Pro Wrestling has uh, been received so far and how well it's gone so far. Uh, you're, you're five shows in. Saturday will be your sixth. You started in August last year. Um, but it's been an amazing journey, although it's only six or seven months into that journey. You must be really pleased with everything so far. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't be happier with how it's going so far. Like, um, the the action the guys have put on so far has been absolutely incredible um because in the ring it's it's them that's doing it you know we we move the chess pieces into place but they're the ones that that really nail it um so yeah i, I couldn't be I, there's always things like we we want to do better um but i think that's a time thing um you, you learn over time and you think oh well, i didn't quite like that so let's let's do this next time or um, that was all right. Let's try doing that a little bit more in the future and, and things like that. But overall, you know, it, it, it's been a dream. It really has. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like I say, we're going to be taking a deep dive into um, the first six months of Odyssey Pro very, very soon. Um, but, but let's talk about the show on Saturday then. Uh, and I've got a few graphics I'm going to bring up just to kind of illustrate exactly what we're talking about. Uh, this here, um, Shipwrecked, Saturday the 19th. Um, well, what's, what's the venue? What's the location, Ethan? Uh, so it's the Leighton Institute in uh, Blackpool. Um, we were there uh, in November for Pier Fear, um, which was an incredible show and it was an incredible venue. And it was only ever really supposed to be a one-off um in in that venue uh we have our home in morecambe at the uh, alhambra live 
Um, but we, we went down to the Leighton Institute to run a one-off show, to run a, a charity show, and we just fell in love with the venue. So we just had to get back there as, as soon as we could. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, because we're live, we encourage anybody that's watching at home on Facebook Live, Twitch or YouTube, if you want to get in touch, if you want to ask Ethan any questions uh, about um, his time in the wrestling business or about Odyssey Pro Wrestling, of course, please get in touch. Um, send us your questions uh, through your chosen device and we do our very best to answer every single question live on air. If you're using Facebook Live, you want to send us a question through Facebook Live, Probably best to go to streamyard.com forward slash Facebook where we'll be able to see your image or your, your icon picture and your name on screen. Otherwise, it'll just come up Facebook user. Um, and uh, yes, we're not sure uh, who's getting in touch. But let's talk about the matches that have been announced for Saturday then, Ethan. And we're mm -hmm. going to bring up each of the uh, matches announced so far. And, and as the man behind Odyssey, you'll know better than anybody else. Tell us about the individuals involved. What sort of match we're going to expect? And maybe if there's yeah. a story that put these uh, competitors against one another. So the first match okay. we're going to talk about is Andre Decker versus Nate Reese. Um, okay. I've got to be honest with you, I'm not too familiar with these individuals, but uh, enlighten us about this match and the two involved. So Andre Decker has been a thorn in my side since our very first show in August. Um, during So when you come to an Odyssey Pro Wrestling show, we, we have two types of tickets. We have our VIP tickets. We have our standard tickets. Um, and the VIP tickets get you a front row seat. It gets you uh, a VIP meet and greet before the show, and you get your photo taken with, with one of our wrestlers um, or two, you know, depending on how many we, we want to get out there. And uh, we had RPD and Rick Marcus be our VIP meet and greet on the first ever show. And Andre Decker, who's a man I decided not to sign, decided to crash that VIP meet and greet. Um, and since then, he's just you know, interfered um, specifically in RPD's business quite a lot and sort of messed around plans that, that we try to set in place for Odyssey. Um, he recently won the Overboard Rumble, uh, which gave him a contract to cash in uh, for a championship match at any time. Uh, he tried to do that at the last, at the end of uh, Overboard itself. However, the show had finished, so he couldn't, he couldn't do it. So I, I said, you know what, that's absolutely fine. You can cash that in in April uh, at our War on the Shore show. Uh, but however, in the meantime, uh, in Blackpool, we're going to put you against one of RPD's oldest friends, uh, that being a man named Nate Reese, who's but you know from Blackpool, he bleeds Blackpool, he bleeds Tangerine, um, and you know I'm expecting him to give Deck a really really tough time. Um, I might have a, an idea or two in place for for the match. Um, yeah, but yeah, Deck has been Deck has been a bit of a, a bit of a problem throughout Odyssey Pro Wrestling so far. So I really hope to see Nate Reese take you know, taking down a peg or two. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, and thanks for giving us the, the background on that one as well. But what about this one? Uh, 2-Bit versus Rob Drake. Um, give, give us your kind of, uh, your 2-Bit on uh, these two individuals in the match and the story behind it. Uh, another fascinating match, I'm sure. Yeah. So 2-Bit uh, is um, one of the best wrestlers that we have um, in Odyssey Pro Wrestling. He's incredible. Um he went undefeated up until the final of the Odyssey Championship Tournament, um, where unfortunately he lost to Ryan Hutner, but he gave he gave it his best go. Two bits problem is his uh, queen, he's the Rat King, but his queen, Jennifer, likes to help him out. And he likes to take the easy way out, and I think that's kind of going to cost him the championship. Um so putting him up against uh, a man in Rob Drake, who again is another person from Blackpool. Um, 
he is an incredible powerhouse wrestler. Um, he won the fatal four way that he had at Pier Fear um, and against some serious competition. He was wrestling uh, Sam Bailey. He was wrestling uh, it was Sam Bailey, Rob Drake, Big Guns Joe, and Keenan. Um, and Rob Drake was able to walk away the victor from that. Um, he, he put a good show in him for himself in the Odyssey Rumble, and it's just a match that I feel like for for a wrestling audience, for a fan that like that sort of hard hitting style, um, it's the perfect match for for that. Awesome, awesome, and like I say, a different type of match to what we uh, spoke about um, uh, for the first match. But uh, you've got a couple of tag matches as well, and this being yep. the first of them, uh, the Freak Show versus Made to Last. Um, yep. I'm a big fan of tag team wrestling and uh, i'm sure this is going to be a, a great match for all the fans in attendance on saturday what can you tell us about this match um so the freak show are the most unpredictable tag team in all of british wrestling i would say um they are led by isaiah quinn uh, they are his freak show um and you've got a, a guy in will carter who um has incredible speed and agility and his strikes are, are always really precise they might not be the hardest but they'll just on the button every time um and made to last they're a team that i've had my eye on for a while um they've, they've got a really great style they work really well together as a tag team um and i just think you know what it would be i think the match is going to be in, the, in a positive way i think the match is going to be a car crash like i just think yeah. you're just gonna have two like four guys that are just gonna go at each other and um, put their bodies on the line and you know it's going to be the most unpredictable match i think that we've got on the card oh fantastic looking forward to seeing that one um and there's a man that I've seen, um, say his name has really got out there over the last year or so, Scotty Rourke versus Lucas Neon. Um, I'm guessing that this is going to be another fast-paced, dynamic, um, uh, high-octane match, but what can you tell us about this match and the story leading into it then, Ethan? Yeah, so we've got two guys here who haven't been able to pick up a win in Odyssey Pro Wrestling yet. Um, Scotty Rourke has uh, had some pretty well-known um Pretty, very, in my opinion, very, very good matches with RPD. Um, they yeah. uh, were the feature match that we put out um, for free after our first show. Um, RP, we then had RPD versus Scotty Rourke versus Lance Rivera um, at our show in December. Um, and he's just never quite been able to get over the hump. Um, and we've also got another guy in Lucas Neon who has, in a very, very short space of time, become incredibly popular with our audience. Um He's he's really you know upbeat and, and goes for it and you know shows a lot of fire. Um, so I do think although you've got the speed of of, of Scotty Rock, I think you've got the heart there of Lucas Neon that's really going to sort of carry that match. Um, and I'm really interested to see to what happens there. Yeah, absolutely. And um, uh, interesting that, that Lucas Neon is becoming a, a crowd favourite. And you can obviously tell by his uh, name and his, his outfit that he's going to be popular with uh, kind of the family audience and the younger audience and uh, going to get behind him big time. Yeah. Uh, we spoke about one tag match earlier, um, but uh, look at this one here. Uh, you got Synergy versus Reese and Rogan. Now, I had the the pleasure of meeting Reese and Rogan and watching them work at Wrestle Carnival last month. Uh, two amazing guys, two awesome big guys as well. Um, but uh, I know whenever they're in the ring, uh, you're going to see a war. Um, Synergy, I'm not too familiar with, uh, but uh, what can you tell us about these two teams and the match as well? Um, so this is 
potentially the match I've been most excited for since probably since the last time they were in the ring together at, at Pier Fear. So at Pier Fear, the main event was a triple threat tag team tables, ladders and chairs match uh, featuring um, Born Ready, uh, which is a team of Rick Marcus and RPD uh, versus Synergy versus uh, Reese and Rogan. And they threw everything at each other. And then I was told uh, they had never like had a two on two Reese and Rogan versus Synergy match before. Yeah. And I knew we just had to do it. We just, we just absolutely had to do it. Um, and then during the Odyssey Overboard Rumble, um, there was a moment where Synergy, you know, big, powerful guys, um, very, very entertaining, but very powerful guys were in the ring. And Reese and Rogan, uh, led by their manager, Chris Brooker, um, went to get in the one of them came out went to get in the ring and brooke uh, uh, decided actually no no stay wait and they waited and the next entrant came in and went in they still waited and then the other one came out so we had reese and rogan on the outside ready to go sent right. them in they destroyed the ring and then came up against two brick walls in synergy and um, we got a real taste then they they you know ready to go for each other and then later on in the night um Reese and Rogan took on the team of uh, Lucas Neon and Nick Cutter, um, and just they decimated them. They, they, uh, yeah, they flattened them into the floor, unfortunately. And they did they, what they, they did what they do best. They did what they do best. Yeah, <laughs> like they are oh, just. I, I look at them and I just think Hulk smash. Um, and at that point, they they carried on after the match, and I think Synergy had seen enough and came out um, to try and stop them. Yeah. And then they started brawling with Reese and Rogan and it took our entire locker room to come out and separate these four people. So what's wow. going to happen when they can actually get at each other in a, oh. in a real, you know, it, it's going to be mental. Like it's, we, we oh. released the footage of the brawl on our, on our page and I'll, I'll share it again after. Um, but that brawl was in, insane. Like um, I've, some of the like it's a family friendly show um the kids just went mental for this brawl like it was i've never seen anything like it and we've just done a rumble match before that oh incredible incredible um let's have a look at this match here then we spoke about rpd earlier um and sam bailey uh, came up in conversation as well these two are facing each other on saturday mm -hmm. at shipwrecked um this looks like uh, a mouth-watering match between two guys that can go big time. Yes. Uh, what can you tell us about this match leading into it on Saturday? So this would be the second time in Odyssey Pro Wrestling that RPD and Sam Bailey have gone one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, the first time was at our second show, um, Stormy Waters, when we started our Odyssey Championship tournament. They went one-on-one -on -one in the first round. Um, and Andre Decker, who I was telling you about earlier, um, got himself involved and cost RPD the match. Sam Bailey is currently the only person that has beat RPD in one-on-one -on -one competition in Odyssey Pro Wrestling. Um, so RPD wanted to avenge that loss um, in his hometown. Who, who were we to say no? Uh, but then exactly. Sam Bailey Sam Bailey decided to, you know what, he saw an opportunity. Now RPD is due to be in a, a triple threat match at War on the Shore in, in April, sorry, um, against the champion Ryan Hunter and Andre Decker um, in a triple threat match for the the Odyssey Pro Wrestling Championship. Um, Sam Bailey has put the challenge out there that the winner of that match goes on to the triple threat match. So there's a bit, there's, there's some stakes there as well. But RPD wants to get back his, his win, whereas Sam Bailey wants to take RPD's opportunity at the, at the championship. 
Oh, brilliant! And like I say, RPD is uh, becoming becoming the face of uh, you know Northwest wrestling and uh, Odyssey Pro Wrestling. One of the favourites there as well, and uh, really uh, say storming through all competition in 2021 and having a great 2022 so far. Um, but um, w- let's talk about this match then, Ethan. Uh, Katie Hawkins versus Tonga. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a different match to the one that was originally advertised up until uh, maybe a few days ago, I think. Yes, um, yeah. but uh, still a, a fantastic match to look forward to with um uh, i think is tonga your women's champion at the moment yeah yeah so Tonga's the odyssey pro wrestling women's champion uh this match will be for the uh the women's championship uh originally it was scheduled to be uh, a triple threat match with tonga taking on helena razor and alexis falcon um now the uh back at uh buried treasure in december uh tonga won the title in a, a four-way um in a a four-way elimination match against Alexis Falcon, Gia Adams, and uh, Lizzie Evo, um, and it, 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 brilliant, brilliant match between the four of them. It was it was amazing to see live, like four of the best just in the country going at it. Um, now, Tonga has, has kind of got a bee in a bonnet about wrestling Alexis Falcon again because it was those were the final two in that match. Um, she's pinned Alexis Falcon. She's done with her. She doesn't need to wrestle her again. Um, for some reason, I've not been able to get hold of Alexis Falcon, um, so I can't confirm her to be in the match because I can't can't reach her. So um, I need to. I, I'm looking into that, but unfortunately, as well, Helena Reigns has uh, picked up an injury, so we you know we want to make sure that that she's safe and well um, first. So that that gave us an opportunity, and it gave us to, uh, the opportunity to bring in one of the fastest rising wrestlers in the in the Northwest, being Katie Hawkins. Mm, very intriguing, very intriguing. I'm sure there's a lot of uh, unfinished business between Tonga and Alexis Falcon to be had somewhere down the line. Who knows? Exactly. Who knows? Um, but that women's match is going to be absolutely fantastic. Definitely one to watch. And then we got this man here, uh, the current Odyssey Pro Wrestling champion, Ryan Hunter. Now he's put out a, a, an open championship challenge on Saturday. Um, Give us the backstory behind that and what we're likely to see on Saturday without giving anything away, of course. Yeah. But, uh, obviously, um, that there's something's going to happen and Ryan Hunter uh, is almost certainly going to have an opponent on Saturday. Yes. So Ryan Hunter in Morecambe is something else. It's the loudest reactions I've ever heard. And I, I've been to WWE shows. I've been to independent wrestling shows all over the country. Um, Ryan Hunter in Morecambe is something different. The, the, the noise that man produces, like the crowd produced for him. Um, when he won when he won the championship, someone had an asthma attack. Like they got so excited, they had an asthma attack wow. for Ryan Hunter. Um, he's from Blackpool. Um, he still gets a huge reaction in Blackpool. Um, and he wanted to do something special uh, coming back to Blackpool. So, um, you know, it's the kind of the perfect storm. He wants to get ready for uh, the the uh, the match in April. Uh, it's his hometown. Um, he wants to defend the the, the championship. Um, so he wanted to to give someone an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's going to be um, very, very interesting to see what happens, who comes out, who answers the challenge, what sort of match. Um, and Ryan Hunter is going to be 
keen to defend his championship and to retain his championship mm. on Saturday. That's going to be uh, really, really fascinating to see what happens. And you, you mentioned um, throughout that that lineup quite a few um, talent performers, wrestlers that are from the local area, from Blackpool, like Ryan Hunter, um, RPD. Um, so, so it is a very much a, a home-based promotion where you've got um, home talents from that area. Um, was that always your intention to kind of use as many Blackpool-based talent as possible when you started Odyssey Pro? Um, yeah, so with the um, with the Morecambe shows, there isn't really a, a, a training school in Morecambe, unfortunately. Um, there was shows on in Morecambe before, but never really anyone from Morecambe. Um, closest we have at the moment is Ryan Hunter. Um, you know, he grew up and he trained and everything. Um, he trained and, and sort of became the person he is in front of the, the Morecambe fans. Uh, when we decided to start running some Blackpool shows, we wanted to get some people from the Blackpool area in. Uh, we already had Ryan. We already had uh, RPD. Um, so we, we were very keen to bring some, some others in. So when we ran our Peer Fear show, uh, we brought in Nate Reese and we, uh, we had uh, Mickey Barnes teaming with him, uh, who's also from Blackpool. Um, we brought in Rob Drake, who's from Blackpool. And, and we just want local like the, the odyssey pro wrestling is all about the story and it's all about the connection with the fans we're nothing without our fans like because if they're not buying into the story then it doesn't really doesn't really yeah. work um so having local people that that people care about really makes a difference yeah yeah absolutely and, and as we mentioned uh shipwrecked on saturday will be your sixth Odyssey Pro Wrestling show, yeah. um, but do you, scattered throughout your first five shows dating back to last August, you've had a lot of kind of well-known uh, wrestlers from the Northwest and around the country that are featured on the shows that aren't featured yeah. as part of Shipwreck, like, for example, uh, Chris Ridgway, you mentioned Alexis Falcon, Rick Marcus, um, and, and many more, including uh, Nathan Cruz, who yeah. uh, I think fought your champion at the last show overboard at the end of January, um, who aren't featured on this show, mm -hmm. or certainly uh, not announced, um, but um, th that that must be kind of a, a big thrill for you to have, um, looks like top UK talent on your shows from show number one, really. Yeah, yeah. So uh, with Odyssey Pro Wrestling, the, the key has always been um, for the fans, you know, um, and it's for the for the fans that we that are going to be coming coming back and coming back. You know, we want to try and use um, a, a sort of core-based roster. We don't just want to bring people in willy-nilly. So if someone's yeah. come into Odyssey Pro Wrestling, we want to try and feature them again in the future. We don't, ever, you know, we're not in the business of, oh, here's this one-off person. So why, why why, do people care about that if he's just there for a one and done? You know, it doesn't, doesn't make a great deal of sense. Now, it might be that it's a while before they come back. But if we take Chris Ridgway, for example, um, Morecambe has quite a rich history uh wrestling dating back to the fwa through the xwa and then you had paid promotions and alpha omega and, and now was during his time in uh alpha omega uh from when it went from paid to alpha uh chris ridgeway was uh a member of the roster back then um and he wasn't the um the nicest of chaps shall we say um so when he came out to make the save for ryan hunter um at our first show the fans at first kind of went no what's no not you what are you doing here stay away because <laughs> they remembered him from four years yeah. previous when he'd banished one of their favorite wrestlers they they remember they care so you know it, it, it there's no point in us just bringing people in as a, as a one and done um and the beauty of bringing you know someone like nathan cruz in who 
in my opinion, is potentially you know, probably one of the best, if not the best professional wrestler in the country. Like yeah, one of agreed. the truest professionals that we have. Um, to get into, like from a fan point of view, I, I got to sit backstage and just watch him and, and Ryan Hunter go. And it was amazing. It was, it was, oh, it was brilliant. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure all of those will feature in Odyssey Pro shows in the future. Um, but uh, I, I know that uh, Nathan Cruz, um, like I say, put in a storming performance in the in the last show, uh, at the mm-hmm. end of January, overboard. But um, we we will get back to. Um, Odyssey Pro Wrestling very, very soon. Um, but I need to throw a quick plug to our wonderful sponsors of the Wrestling with Jonas podcast. And that is, of course, 1310 Apparel, who sponsored this very podcast. And, of course, the network, the Jonas Podcaster Network. And if you go over to their Wrestle Merch Central store, uh, you can see their full apparel, including their hardcore range, uh, their Lucha range of shirts and hoodies, uh, beanies. Um, and then, of course, their more traditional 1310 and Four Corners apparel. You can see there they do sponsor um many many top uk and international talent uh, including um heidi katrina who's been on this show and uh, northwest strongs we just spoke about him mr chris ridgeway and uh, if you head over to their big cartel store uh, 1310.bigcartel.com or their WrestleMate central store you can get the heidi katrina 1310 apparel t-shirt there um, and of course as a listener to the Wrestling With Jonas podcast or a viewer to this podcast, you can take advantage of our deal with 1310 and check out on their WrestleMerch Central store. You can use the discount code 1310WMC and get yourself 10% off at checkout on any of that lovely swag that you just saw there from their WrestleMerch Central store. Once again, that's 1310WMC, the discount code at the WrestleMerch Central store. And thank you very much to Wrestle uh, to 1310 Apparel for being fantastic sponsors. But uh, Ethan, back over to us. Um, and I, I, I want to kind of, I'm very, very intrigued about um, what the inspiration was, what, what the spark was and the initial idea behind creating Odyssey Pro Wrestling um, and how that kind of vision first came to you. So, uh I got into I got into British wrestling uh, through the promotion that was operating in Morecambe at the time. Uh, they were Alpha Mega Wrestling, uh, run by a chap called Charles Nelson Riley. Uh, and when he decided that he didn't want to, to do it anymore, um, Target Wrestling came into Morecambe for a little bit. Um, and then when Target Wrestling decided to leave, there was there was that opportunity, and it was just one that we just couldn't couldn't turn down you know Morecambe is such a special place for wrestling um, and so it goes so far back like they used to film world of sport tapings in the in the winter gardens uh, you know yes um so big daddy and giant haystacks and, and all those guys you know were were in Morecambe all the time um you then had as I say the FWA there um I, you know Alex Shane and um I think Raven was there at one point and you know um just this rich wrestling history and it just seemed a shame to let it sort of end um the more com- you know it's it, the fans is the main reason we've done it to be honest like without without the fans that we have we the, it would just be any other any other promotion um and and the atmosphere is what sets us apart from from everyone else so uh we we were keen to to keep that um that 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 spark that Morkham has keep, keep that going yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned the fans being kind of the lifeblood of the promotion. I mean, one question I was going to ask you is, is what do you think differentiates Odyssey Pro to a lot of the other 
promotions around the northwest um what, what do you think is its, its unique selling point you, you said that it's a kind of more for the family audience it's a, yeah it's a, it's a family product but uh, have you got something that you think is quite unique to your shows um nothing i would say is vastly is majorly unique it's just the 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 heart of our stuff is um, it's family-friendly, action-packed entertainment. Those are the three sort of key philosophies we, we hold. So family-friendly, we need to make sure that, you know, it's a night out for the family. It's it's um, as much noise as adults make during a wrestling show. You know, I know I, I've been bad for going to a wrestling show and just sitting there during the match going, hmm, okay, yeah, just sort of analysing it and watching it and things like that, not really enjoying it. Yeah. Whereas when you've got a kid there with with their brother or sister or their parents you know and oh my god did you just see what happened it took all of them to get them out of the ring what's going on like they they just make it so much better you know they make it so much special 100%. and yeah we invest in the in the wrestlers um which you know lots of lots of promotions do so it's not anything new but it's the wrestlers that make the difference you know by by people investing in these people and giving them a story and a reason to care about these people that's why people get so invested yeah yeah you know um, that's that's the key absolutely couldn't agree more regarding family audiences and when the kids really get into it um and that really kind of brings the, the noise level in the atmosphere up for sure um but uh, speaking of um kids watching wrestling let's take it back to when you were a young wrestling fan i'm assuming you've been a lifelong yeah. wrestling fan or been into it for a long time can you remember how you first got into pro wrestling yourself as a fan i remember as a kid my, my parents used to watch wrestling a little bit and um they didn't really go out a great deal, so they, they were like, well, we don't go out, so we'll buy, we'll have Sky TV. So I was very lucky to have, have Sky TV as a kid, um, and wrestling was just sort of there. But my earliest like memories of wrestling, I owned uh, four VHS tapes. Four? Five? I think five. I want to say five VHS tapes. Four WrestleManias. So it was WrestleMania 1, WrestleMania 2, WrestleMania... Seven, no, it was three, four VHS. Sorry, WrestleMania one, WrestleMania two, WrestleMania seven. Um, no, it was six. Sorry, WrestleMania six, the Ultimate Warrior versus Hulk Hogan. I used to watch yeah. that match religiously. Um, and then the other one was uh, In Your House Mind Games from 1996 with Shawn Michaels and Mankind. Some, um, some good shows for sure. And I, yeah. I remember from from that In Your House Mind Games, I remember the the opening match was Savio Vega versus Justin Bradshaw. Um, in a strap match and then he went on and wrestled someone else like immediately after and i was i just used to think savio vega was the greatest wrestler in the world because <laughs> he, he wrestled two matches in a row um and i used to be really freaked out by um mankind just because he was a real psychopath um and gold dust was always such a big deal to me as a wrestler because that the first time i ever saw him he was wrestling the undertaker um and yeah, I, I just had those those VHS tapes. So I would I would watch religiously WrestleMania, as I say, WrestleMania six, a Hogan and All the Warrior, and it was Brilliant like show, fantastic show, yeah, in that main event, yeah, you know, um, unbelievable, yeah. So that it was, it was that not was a it. technical masterpiece, was it? But just kind Doesn't of the, the atmosphere and just yeah and it, it wasn't a bad match considering who was involved but, uh, yeah lo love that show and that main event was was fantastic and then because we had sky as i say i remember watching you know having the ability to watch wrestling and used to watch you know live wire and and heat and all those things and i remember i think it was like oh, I think I 10, 9 
it was like my ninth birthday and I had a bunch of friends around um, and, uh, you know, I went to put something on the TV as we were all eating and I put on wrestling and it was the, the point where Big Show uh, choked The Undertaker through the ring on Raw um, and then my friends were hooked from that moment on as well. So then we'd start like wrestling in the playground and, you know, things like that, getting into trouble. Um but no, I've been, I've, you know, I was wrestling as a kid the whole way. And then, like, teenage years, everyone else sort of grew out of it. And I just, it just sort of stayed with me. That's awesome. Um, we got, we got our first question, uh, question come through from uh, one of our Facebook viewers. Let me just find the correct uh, question here. Um, what was your first wrestling show that you watched live? Can you remember? Did, did you go to many live wrestling shows as a youngster? No, I didn't. Um, I, I, the first one I, I've, I've seem to recall seeing like a like a holiday camp show, like a, a Haven um, or a Butlins or, or one of those. Like I remember kind of catching that, but the first one I I properly saw live was um, PCW. Actually, it was PCW's tribute to the troops show they did at the Preston Guild Hall, and. Uh, what was the main event? Was Drew Galloway versus uh, Shaw Samuels as the main event? Oh. They had uh, RVD versus Lionheart, which was incredible. Um, they had it was my first time seeing the Hooligans live as well, and they were nuts. And they took on uh, Billy Gunn and Mr. Anderson. Um, and genuinely, I think they really upset them because they just like they would do a hold and then they just start marching off like the bushwhackers. Um, it was really weird. Um, so yeah, that was the first that was the first ever wrestling show I saw live. And then not too long after, uh, I went to see uh, the first ever U- the the first UK tournament, uh, the first WWE UK tournament. Um, wow! I went to night two Jealous. of that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that Amazing. was that was an incredible show, like because it was just down the road in Blackpool. Like yeah. I, I couldn't not go. Like I had to go, um, and I think it must have been like a week or two before that that I'd actually started helping out at, at Alpha Omega. So it was like right around the same sort of time. Um, I sort of uh, all in one go, really, just decided to kind of go in all in with wrestling. Yeah. Uh, uh, what was that? How did that transition happen? How did you get involved with Alpha Omega Wrestling and uh, from being a, a fan um, mm. and now kind of being part of the business, so to speak? So I uh, performed for quite a few years. I used to do, uh, I still kind of do a bit. Um, I did a lot of like local theatre uh, in, in Lancaster and Morecambe area. And um, I kind of got a bit fed up with it. I was just I was just fed up with, with the way it was going. I was fed up with... Um, Annoyingly, the drama behind drama, it just really, it really annoyed me. Um, so I thought, I was sort of sat in work one day and I was like, well, now I need some sort of creative outlet to kind of carry on. It's just, I don't want to do that anymore. I really like wrestling. I'm like, oh, well, maybe I want to do more wrestling stuff. And I was just scrolling through Twitter and uh, referee John Myers, based in the Northeast, had just kind of put something up. And at the time, I was like, "Yo, I could be a referee. That would be brilliant. Um, so I messaged him and asked for some advice. And he sort of pointed me in the way of, of Alpha Omega. And I didn't become a referee, but I became a backstage interviewer and I became a ring announcer and, and kind of all of that kind of stuff from there. But it was literally just because I needed some sort of creative outlet. And 
I really liked wrestling, so I just sought it out and went looking looking for it. So, so this would have been what about 2017, 2018 time, I'm guessing. Yeah, to 20, 2016, 2017, I would really? say. Yeah. Yeah, wow. so whenever the first UK the same year as the first UK tournament, I want to say. Yeah, I think so, that was early 2017. So yeah, yeah, yeah. about five years ago. Yeah, God, five years already. Geez. Yeah, <laughs> amazing how time flies. <laughs> and you've done so much in that time, and obviously we get back into Odyssey Pro very soon. But um, I think when I first kind of came across you on Facebook, and we've been Facebook friends for a few years now. Mm-hmm. Um, like I say, uh, announcing, rig announcing. Um, have you done some some commentary work as well? And you've been a, a general manager for uh, different groups. Tell us about the different roles and the different promotions you've had a hand in. Yeah, yeah. So ringing out sin was kind of where it all start. Well, ringing out backstage interviewing was where it all started. So yeah. um, Alpha Alpha Omega used to do backstage interviews that they would play at the start of the shows and release them online. And um, and I remember it was one day they were um, they promoted their old backstage announcer to commentators. They needed a new one, and they were just sort of uh, Charles was just sort of talking to someone about it. And I was sort of nearby, and he said, "Oh, we need to find someone." I went, oh, "I'll do it." And this was at, during my first show. So at the end of my first show, and they were looking at, it and I said, oh, I'll, "I'll do it if you want." They went, "All right, cool, got it." Next show, you can be, you do this. So from there, I literally just then started doing the backstage interviewing, um, and then KOW and Barrow, who uh, are another really, really good family-friendly promotion. That again, um, I feel like saying family-friendly is a bit of a disservice because they're just a really great promotion. It's yeah. just there's kids that come to the show as well. Um, they needed a ring announcer, so I went down there um, had sort of my audition for them for ring announcing. It was the first time I'd ever done it was uh, the main event of one of their biggest shows of the year. Wow. They were like, right, because uh, they had their general manager at the time, um, uh, this chap called ALP, who um, is a wonderful, wonderful human being, but he's a terrible, terrible boss. Um, he uh he was like right i've got business to take care of here's your ring announcer for this one so i came out and and did did that and they're like cool really happy you got you got the job um so i was ring announcer there and then they needed uh kw needed a new general manager as well uh when alp got ousted from power um so again put my name in the hat said, i'll do it that's that yeah i can do that um so general manager tick Comment, uh, ring announcer, tick, backstage interviewer, tick, and then I just sort of started doing it in more places. So, um, Alpha Omega, um, had me join up with uh, Silent Mark, uh, who's the ring announcer we use now. Uh, Silent Mark is one of the most entertaining people I've ever met in my life. He is very, very funny, he's very, very good with the crowd. Like, one of the biggest responsibilities of any good ring announcer is interacting with the crowd in between the matches and tell, helping tell the story before it actually is told um, and keeping them engaged. I wasn't very good at that. I, I put my hands up and say I just do things to entertain myself and um, probably not the audience most of the time. Uh, whereas Mark, he does, he's got the sort of similar philosophy of, I'm just gonna, you know what, I'm going to do this, it's going to be funny. And it's really funny like for the crowd um but yeah he's brilliant so um if you need a ring announcer get in touch with silent mark he's amazing um anyway so me and mark sort of did a a dual ring announcer thing and uh we did that and then i just sort of got in contact with places really so i I got to know steve from the lwf 
Exactly, um, yeah, yeah. And they needed a ring announcer. So I said, oh, I see. I, I can do ring announce. You know, here's, here's some of my work. And he went, yep, brilliant. Come on down. Um, and I love the LWF. Like, I... Great promotion. Had Steve great. on the podcast a few weeks ago. Yeah, he's a he's a brilliant guy. Like, and I love what they what they're doing. Like, they focus on like, you know, we've got our academy, and yep. we're trying to really promote from within. Um, all the, um, you know, there's, there's guys that we I've discovered uh, from the LWF. So, like Synergy, for example, the first time I ever saw Synergy uh, was on an LWF show. It was the very first LWF show I uh, announced for them. Um, and I just knew straight away that they were they were incredible, um, and they were one of the first names that I sort of put down as we've got to bring those into Odyssey. It has to be synergy, like um, because they were they were kind of doing a very similar thing in a lot of places as well. Synergy were very weird, you know, the people were treating them as oh, we're the big tough muscly guys. And I was like, yeah, but these are two of the funniest people I've ever met. Why are you not showing off their personality, you know? Um, and I feel like in Odyssey we've really been able to do that, like them playing guess who to try and decide who got a shot in the odyssey championship tournament this day is one of my favorite things i've ever watched um but yeah so you know i just sort of get around and um just ask up really and sort of say oh can you i think that's the thing isn't it sometimes you, you you know a lot of people wait to be asked to you know help out with promotions or wait to be asked to book to be booked sometimes you kind of have to throw your hat in the ring and kind of yeah. say well i do a bit of this and i do a bit of that and uh yeah, yeah. But i try to be as versatile as possible exactly um there's no point in just oh i'm just a ring announcer that's all i do you know yeah. i never that like i went down to KW and started training at their training academy just so I could get a bit more knowledge. Um, I would go to LWF whenever I could to, to, to work with them, um, to train with them, to try and get a bit more knowledge um, and that sort of thing. Like, so when the shows were on, if I could do something to help, I would do whatever I could to help out. Um, and then from there, I was just trusted by the people that were in charge to, to help. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Um, I want to take you back now to last August, your first show for Odyssey Pro. Uh, Set Sail, it was called, wasn't it? I yes, believe. yes. Um, and um, British wrestling was just coming back. A, a lot of companies reopening their doors, July, August. Um, tell us about that time for you, starting your own promotion, a, a new promoter, uh, let's say a new company, Odyssey Pro Wrestling, um, uncertain times as well, especially mm. with everything coming back, everything being kind of a bit of a reset for British wrestling, still kind of in the midst of this uh, ugly pandemic that we have, um, mm. British wrestling having been in the wilderness for the last year and a half. What was that time like for you? Um, hard, really, really hard, because we were supposed to originally debut Set Sail um on in may 2020 wow so we'd we'd actually printed all the posters up we printed all the flyers up we'd announced some of the roster um everything was in place to go may 2020 and then pandemic i got i mean in my in my real life job i got made redundant a week before the first lockdown you know so i didn't even know if we were even going to be able to do it like from that point and then we just sort of, you know, because I'm I'm not the only person that runs Odyssey. There's there's a team of us that, that do it. Um, but we just sort of waited and consolidated and, and looked at what we had and tried to make it better. And we looked at what we had and we tried to make it better. And we talked and we we planned and we made sure that everything was was ready to go as, as physically best we could. So the moment we got that right now go, 
we could just jump straight into it. Um, so it was hard. It was hard work. And then when the show actually came around, like I did, the the response that we got was one of the most amazing things that I've ever experienced in my life. Like we we fit two hundred and fifty people in a in in the Carlton that night in the like, Alhambra that night. Um, this is your first show. First show, two hundred and fifty people. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and, and I knew straight away that, you know what, show two, we're probably not going to have 100, 250 people again. And we didn't. And, you know, it's one of those things. It was the first show back. It was one of the first um, real sort of live entertainment pieces that was going on in Morecambe at the time. Uh, we were a brand new promotion, so people wanted to check us out. Uh, we'd made quite a lot of noise before the show even happened because um, we, we, we marketed in a very particular kind of way to try and keep interest in certain things. Um, but whilst also trying to focus on local stuff as well. Yeah. Um, and then just, you know, people like, for example, uh, Kurt Johansson and Simon Hill, our commentators, it was their first time commentating a show. So they had people come down to support them as well. Um, you know, two great guys, by the way, love Kurt, brilliant. Love, love Simon, them, love them both. Like we yeah. wouldn't, you know, we would, they, they do a very, very good job of, of, commentary and uh you know it's something something i've only done once so extreme fields is the only time i've ever done done commentary and it's a very very hard job um and they they make it look really really easy um but yeah that first show like it i remember doing it and then i remember afterwards and just sort of the wave of relief that actually worked it actually happened like i don't know if no, it's a feeling I get every time. But that first time I got it was yeah. was amazing. Like, yeah. we actually pulled it off. We did it. Like, <laughs> and and you know what? People have come back, so they must have liked it. Oh, um, 100%. Yeah. You know, and and Morecambe's not the most easily accessible place in the world. Um, it's right on the coast. Um, you kind of get to Lancaster, and then you kind of have to get across to Morecambe. And to me, as someone from there, Lancaster and Morecambe are basically the same place. But trying to explain to someone how to get there is is a bit a bit more difficult. Um, so the fact that we keep getting people coming back and coming back um, has been amazing. But I think for yeah. me, the thing I'm most most proud of is I just get to do a show with my friends. I get to have a good time. Like, I don't. I can't really ask for much more than that. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, I'd say I'm quite intrigued by the fact that being being a new promoter after such a rough time for the British wrestling industry. At the end of 2021, you were four shows in. You had back-to-back mm-hmm. shows um, yeah. up, to, up to the end of the year. So, I mean, it went from zero to 100 pretty damn <laughs> yeah. quick. Um, what was that learning curve like for you going from August to December after your fourth show? Um, I'm guessing that you grew a lot. You learned a lot as a promoter. Yeah. Um, but but kind of tell us about that journey um, from August to December. So we were very, very lucky that, um, as I say, Charles Nelson Riley, who came before us, is a very, very good friend. So there was lots of questions to him straight away, like, you know, what did we, what did you do here? What did you do here? What did you do here? And we just sort of, you know, the other guys that that run the company as well, um, spent many years with him, much longer than I did. So they picked up a lot from him as well. Um, but then we also, I also thought about the other shows I've worked. So people like Steve, people like ALP. Um, target you know like how how what have they done what's worked what's what's not worked like what's 
you know, and I've always we've we've been very critical of ourselves as well. Like, you know, this went well, but this really didn't. You know, we're we're very lucky in that we we've, we've got the editor in to do all the the video uh, things like that, so we can really sort of we watch back like when the footage comes through. We we that night we all sit down and watch it, and then we you know straight away messaging. Oh, I really like this. This wasn't so great. You know that that worked. That yeah. worked. That worked. Um, and then from like a promoting strategy, like it, you know hitting social media every day, like try I try as best I can. Uh, to get a post out between 6.30 and 7.30 every day, something that's interactable, um, something that's going to kind of further along a story because we're telling stories at the end of the day. Like, um, And then it's getting boots on the ground in Morecambe as well um, to actually go and put flyers in people's hands. And, you know, my as much as this is a wrestling show and we've got some of the best wrestlers in the country on our show, I still sell this as a family entertainment because that's what it is. Like if yeah. I was a kid, if I, you know, I, I want to take my kids to this kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? I want my kids to be there. I want them to see the show. I want them to, um, Oh dad, this, like my daughter's favorite wrestler is Ryan Hunter. Like she's absolutely mad obsessed with him more, more so than her other favorite wrestler, um, Bobby Lashley. For some <laughs> reason, Bobby Lashley was a favorite. Cause she's like, Oh, I like, I like Bobby Lashley, but I like Ryan Hunter more. Um, and she's got uh so uh there's this lovely lady called sue who runs a, a knitting store called sue's woolen wizardry in barrow and she knits like little dolls of the rest some of the wrestlers so there's some, there's one of ryan there's there's some of the freak show there's some of rick and my daughter's got a little ryan hunter one um that just sits in her bedroom she absolutely adores him <laughs> so Brilliant. And you mentioned earlier about how important social media is to you and to all promotions, really, and getting your posts out, being a little bit uh, different, a little bit unique with your social media as well. And uh, um, just just going through the Odyssey Pro Wrestling Facebook page and various socials, you you obviously show your, your backstage interviews there and a bit storyline progression through these interviews as well. You got um, a, a new kind of program, a new skit that's just come out. Is it Meltzer? Um, that, that does these, yeah. uh, I, I, mate, when I saw that yesterday, amazing, totally different to anything else out there at the minute. Really drew you in. Fantastic performances by the people involved. Tell us about some of the I things that you tell us about some of the things you do, do to that. kind of on social media to grab people's attention because it's definitely working. <laughs> yes, I had the Meltzer, brilliant. I had absolutely nothing to do with it. Phenomenal. That is that is all all Check Isaiah Quinn. That was his brainchild. They put that together. It's wonderful. It's the most bonkers thing I've ever seen. <laughs> But that was all then. <laughs> they said to me, like, oh, do you want to see it before we put it out? I was like, absolutely not. I, I want that that experience with the fans for the first time. Um, but that's it. We, we channel the creativity of, of the wrestlers because they're, they know their characters best. You know, I sort of say, right, well, this is kind of what we're aiming for. This is where we want to go with this. And they go, oh, okay, well, I could do this and I could do this. And, you know, like, we have, um, like, a plan of, like, the promos that we want to film every every show. But then... Uh, there's one that I need to put out tomorrow, actually, um, where the two guys just grabbed the grabbed the camera guys and and the, and just said, "Oh, can we can we do a promo?" And I was like, "Yeah, go for it. You know, if you've got something, if it's good, we'll put it out. If it's not, we won't use it." Like, yeah. there you go. You know, but it's people wanting to further their story because they know like 
the plan for their story because they know like what's expected. Like they want to push it to be the best that it can be. Um, and I think the wrestlers really do appreciate kind of the direction um, kind of, okay, so this is where we want to get to by this show. This is what we're aiming to do. And they're like, okay, cool. So how about I do this? I'm like, yeah, perfect. Yeah. Because it's them that doing it. I, I can sort of tee the ball up, but they're the one that has to knock it out of the park. So um, I might as well let them use their own bat. That's the way exactly. I see it. Yeah. Like I say, you, you know, obviously you're, you're the kind of man behind it. You're, you're the, the face, the figurehead, but you've got these amazingly creative people, haven't you? Um, that are, are obviously invested in their character and invested in Odyssey and invested in their storylines um, when they're kind of coming up with their own uh, kind of promos and ideas and angles and things they want to shoot. Um, yeah. It's like a, a promoter's dream, isn't it really? Yeah. And uh, like gold dust. Yeah. We literally just say, right. So this is, this is what we want. Um, we want, you know, you're going to wrestle this person at the next show. Uh, this is why you're doing it. Um, go ahead and, and film a thing. Yeah. You know, because there's some people that like to script it out first and kind of say, right, well, here's here's a script. But it's not, I don't want you to go and do this word for word. This is to kind of give you an idea. But I think that kind of, ham, like to me anyway, that, that hamstrung people a little bit because they get a bit fixated on what's written. Whereas yeah. by us kind of going, well, this is where we want you to get up to. Um Throw it up and let them let them do it. Yeah, funny yeah. that, isn't it? When you give people bullet points and a general idea, um, you know how much more effective it is instead of having it word for word scripted for them. Um, yeah. WWE, are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> but um, moving on, and I, and I mentioned earlier we, we've been Facebook friends for a couple of years now. Mm -hmm. But the first time I actually got to say hi to you, and it was very very brief, was mm. at TNT Extreme Wrestling Extreme Fields. It was at the back end of October last year. The Electric Warehouse um, in the centre of Liverpool. I think uh, uh, everybody referred to it as the crazy house because i think that was what it was uh, more commonly and more uh, lovingly affectionately yeah. called um a fantastic day i mean i got there about 11 o'clock the action started at 12 um mm. finished at eight o'clock it was i think it was about 14 or 15 wrestling matches and, and was 16 every in the end. was it 16 and 16. there was bands playing upstairs so they had like four or five matches in a band four or five matches in a band it was a brilliant day it was something yeah. different to what i've ever seen before you were there representing yep. Odyssey Pro Wrestling. Um, uh, I'm, I'm going to bring up a, a little picture here, first of all. Here we go. This was the match ah, yes. that was uh, representing Odyssey Pro Wrestling, Ryan Hunter, uh, the man, of course, and Rick Marcus. Um, but uh, first of all, tell us what, what a thrill, what an honour um, it was for you and your company to be a part of that. Obviously, it was you know spearheaded by TNT Extreme. Mm -hmm. They had uh, quite a few promotions from the Northwest. There was yourself, there was um, BWR, the LWF, yep. Wrestle Islands, and of yep. course TNT, and I'm probably missing one or two. Um, but to, to, to be invited to be a part of that amazing show, like I say, eight hours of wrestling and, mm. and uh, rock music must have been a thrill for you. It was incredible. Like I think we were the first uh, company announced. We were either the first company announced or we were the first company announced to actually feature a match on the show uh, that wasn't TNT. So that was an incredible honor. Um, and I think we'd only run two shows by then. Yeah. We'd only done two shows at that point. And then we were, you know, we got that announcement um, from TNT, which was amazing. Um, and it was an incredible day as well, because as a fan, I just got to go and watch a bunch of wrestling and see a bunch of guys like that. I'd never, 
had the opportunity to watch live in person before. Like um, someone that I'd always needed to go and see um, was Robbie X, for example, oh, um, who incredible. was incredible. Like, I've never seen someone do some of the things that he did that he just made look so effortless. Like yeah. it was incredible. Uh, but then you had other guys like Isaac North, for example, who um, just has that presence about him straight away. And that was, that was amazing as well. Shall I tell you what, his match with, oh, I can't remember the name. Um, oh, he, he, he had the bread, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The kind of the, the, the Lucha dog. <laughs> that was, yeah. that was my favorite match of the night. It was just, so, <laughs> I, I love comedy matches. Um, oh, I'm going to have to dig out his name while, while you're talking. But uh, that was absolutely fantastic. And I think you're kind of, monster heel versus his uh comedy luchador uh from from the northwest uh fantastic him with, slapped him with some bread <laughs> biscuits and french bread and yeah it was something he bounced off the ropes when he tried to get into the ring absolutely hilarious but uh i i rudely interrupted you Please no 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 <laughs> so like it was just it was a brilliant day like um you know it's and it was great interacting with with new fans as well um when I say new fans, like new people that were discovering Odyssey for the first time. Um, because, you know, we can get a little bit, everyone can do it. Like we all get wrapped up in our own little bubble. Like, you know, we've, we've got our fan base and that's, that's kind of it, but that's not the only, only fans out there. Um, so it was really nice to get in, in with, you know, and chat to some new fans um, and, and sort of see TNT and it was the first time I'd ever been to a TNT show as well so that was yeah, that was incredible um yeah. it was it was a really amazing um experience to be there um and you know I'm really intrigued just to see what they do next uh because they've been really really good to us like to say we did that we had uh Ryan Hunter defend the Odyssey Pro Wrestling Championship against Lance Rivera on the uh one of the extreme VIPs for one of their extreme shows um quite recently and you know like they didn't need to do that you know they um jay just wanted like from the impression that i got jay just wanted to like make wrestling better and that's that's the best that's the best thing it's so nice when you know promoters want to work together for the good of wrestling rather than oh well that's my patch and that's my patch and that's my yeah. thing and what are you doing over there why are you stealing my idea it's it's you know, the more the better communication that we have, surely that can only benefit. Like a rising tide lifts all boats. That's always been my philosophy from um, how I how we work with the wrestlers to how we work with other other companies. You know, like we just want to be as um, we just want to lift everyone because that just yeah. makes everything better. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And you you alluded to it earlier, but you had your 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 first foray. Behind the microphone is a commentator with with Simon Hill, um, yes. your your uh, one of your home uh, commentators for Odyssey yes. Pro, of course. And does now the commentary for TNT Extreme. Um, how was that experience? Uh, because you obviously used to be in behind a microphone, but mm -hmm. in a slightly different setting. Um, so that must have been exciting and maybe slightly nervous for you at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So um, with when I used to perform like theatre and stuff, I didn't really get nervous. But then when I get in wrestling, when I do new things in wrestling for the first time, I get really nervous. And I've, I've always said, like, you're, you know, you're only nervous because you care. And so I really cared about, <laughs> about that commentary. It was the first time I'd ever been able to do something like that. And to do it with someone like Simon, 
who, to say like before August of last year, Simon had never done commentary himself. To sit next to him as he as he leads commentary is incredible. He's he's so good. Like you would think he's been doing this for twenty years. Like yeah, the he's a natural. The, he's an absolute he's, natural. Yeah, like yeah. The, <laughs> the fact that we get to use him on all on all our shows is we're just really really lucky because when people actually realize how good he is everyone's going to be knocking on his door you know so to actually get to do commentary with simon and to to get that front row seat to to, to him doing his thing let alone the rest is doing their thing you know that was pretty special and then i just got to be a fan like i am at home like when i sit with my partner and we watch wrestling and i kind of start talking and i just you know the difference was i didn't get to i wasn't told to shut up every two minutes so. <laughs> yeah and, and yeah. of course shout out to uh kurt johansson obviously uh, yeah, we're long time podcast colleagues and you you know kurt very well i know kurt very well but he's the usual um uh he's the play-by-play um or is he the color he's the color guy isn't he color commentator um, yeah simon's our play-by-play right. and, and that's kurt's right that's right um, and I'll be doing a bit of work with uh, Kurt in the future for uh, Copenhagen Championship Wrestling when that uh, comes around. But um, we've given a shout out to Simon and Kurt, but you mentioned earlier that it's a, a collaboration, a team effort to get um, the Odyssey Pro Wrestling shows uh, you know, out there to the public. Mm-hmm. Who else do you want to give a, a shout out to that kind of worked so hard behind the scenes that kind of helps you make it all happen? So we have Ant the editor who does all the the filming and the editing yeah, and, great and things guy. like that. He is the loveliest person in the world. Um, if for whatever reason he decided to just stop all that tomorrow, I'd still say, well, I'm expecting to see you at the show because this is my opportunity to get to see you. You're amazing. Um, I love him, and he does a lot. You know, he puts in a lot, a real shift for us. Uh, we have our um, graphics and, and tech guy called Brian. Um, Brian doesn't really work anywhere else. He, he just works for us that I'm aware of. He might go work somewhere else if he wants to, but um, he, he's only worked. He only works for us at the minute. And between him and between Brian and between um, and they make us look as good as we look. Like that were our entrance setup. It, that's Brian. Oh, that's Brian. Just went, you know what? I'm, I want to design this. Okay, cool. We'll do that then. Um, you know, and when we get to Blackpool. Um, you know, we had access to the LED boards, but that means nothing if Brian doesn't make it look like it looked. Do you know what I mean? Like, and we're, f- we're fingers crossed because it kind of is depending on the venue and, and if they can convert the files in time. Um, but we're fingers crossed going to have custom entrances for all the wrestlers Brilliant. in Blackpool this time around as well. Um, so that's something I'm really excited to see. Um, I'm going to be. Uh, I, I think I might need a second photographer just to sit there and ca- like do the entrance way, <laughs> the whole show. Um, but yeah, so there's those guys. We've got Lucy, uh, Lucy Simons, who is our resident journalist. Because if you go to odysseyprowrestling.co.uk, uh, we have written articles as well. So it's not just video content. We've got the written content as well, um, and that's all written up by Lucy. And she also does our backstage interviews as well. And she's she's wonderful. Um, And then to sort of peek behind the curtain a little bit, um, Chris Brooker uh, helps direct all our promos backstage as well. Um, He is incredible at what he does. Um, The quality of our promos, to me, is wonderful. Um, And that's because of Chris. Uh, We've got one of our co-owners, Liam, 
I'm not going to tell you his wrestling name to keep his identity uh, a secret. Um, but he, on the day, you know, he's he's there with Chris, making sure all the promos are done. He's listening to me have a meltdown about something, and he's he's the level-headed one. Like I'll kind of on the day I'll be like, oh god, no, we've not got any chairs out. The ring's not here yet. The ring's not. Oh, what are we going to do? And he's like, Ethan, it's half past one. What are you talking about? Like, yeah, but we're not ready. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we need we need fifty more people to come tonight. And he's like, yeah, but last show we had like sixty. I'm like, yeah, but I don't care. We might not. And you know, he's the kind of level-headed one. (laughs) And then so we've got Rick, who uh, is another one of our uh, co-owners, who I don't think we'd we'd have the caliber of wrestler we do if it wasn't for Rick. He um, really managed to get out there and and find us some amazing talent and, you know, knew some amazing talent from all the work that he'd done. And, you know, guys like Scotty Rourke and guys like JJ Webb and guys like Lance Rivera, who are those sort of up and coming guys that now people are just starting to realize just how brilliant they actually are. Rick was the guy that said, no, we've got to get him in. We've got to get him in. We've got to get him in, you know? So, He's got a real eye for, for guys like that. Um, and then, who oh, am I missing anyone? Yeah, that's that's the backstage team. And then just all the wrestlers themselves. You know, yeah. like, if I you know, if I could shout out every single wrestler, I really, really would. Um, We've spoken because, about most of them already, haven't we? But uh... <laughs> Yeah, like, <laughs> they, it's, it's as I said, it's, it's, we don't have anything if it wasn't for them. Oh, there's two I really need to shout out, actually. Uh, Ryan Hunter. Um, who goes above and beyond for us every show uh, with the crowd, with the support, with the helping out. Um, and RPD is the other one as well. Like, if you'd have said to me that a guy like RPD would get the reaction that he gets back in August, I wouldn't have believed you. Like, I thought, oh, he's, you know, this is boxy guy and he's transitioned to wrestling. And, oh, you know, that's that's interesting. Okay, we'll see what we can, you know. But he just proves himself time and time again. And but then he's got a legion of fans that come with him as well because he's just the nicest man in the world. Like you can't you sort of have a conversation with him and then like even if you already agree with him, you're ready to like agree with him even harder and fight for him at that point. Like, you know. Um so yeah, those two really deserve like a special shout out. But everyone on our show was like really put to shift in, like and that that I think that's what helps make the crowd so electric as well. Yeah, no, you've got a brilliant team, a brilliant crew behind you there that makes it uh, such a fantastic success. Um, but one, one thing I want to ask you about, and uh, a, a post of yours in particular that um, I wanted to talk to you about, it, it was at the end of Overboard, um, yep. the 29th of January, and you put out a post uh, saying how emotionally drained you were after the Morecambe show. Um, uh, tell us about the emotions of that day, going into the show, coming out of the show, and the reasons behind the post that clearly that day, that show was, was uh, emotional for you. And I'm guessing that the day in the life of a promoter is very stressful and emotional um, with everything you need to, but, but that post in particular really kind of fascinated me about kind of your thoughts and your feelings yeah. of that whole day and what, what kind of culminated coming out of it. Yeah. So for me, that was, uh, it, it really was like a very emotionally charged, like draining day because I love the shows anyway. Like you say, I live in Plymouth and I run shows in Morecambe. Like I drive six hours yeah. to get there. Do you know what I mean? Like I set off on a Friday night. I finish work at half past four. I get in my car, 
that I've already pre-packed and I drive up to Morecambe and then I do a show on the Saturday and then I get back in my car on the Sunday and I drive home again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and that day in particular was was different because I didn't know if we'd actually be able to pull it off in the first place. Like we, we had a 20-man rumble and then four of the matches as well. So that's a lot of wrestlers in, in yeah. one show. So I didn't actually know if we'd pull it off or not. The last show, to me, I felt like we scraped through. So I was like, oh, how are we going to, you know, are they really going to get it? Are they, is it really going to go? And then there was my involvement in the show as well. So I was unable to uh, be a part of the December show uh, because of Andre Decker. He, last time we were in Blackpool, he, he attacked me. Um, which gave me some head injuries and, and left me unable to travel for the show. Um, and then, so it was my first show back in front of the Morgan crowd, first of all. And, you know, I'm just there as, as the authority figure. I'm there to, to make the matches and, um, you know, stuff like that. But then when the crowd really sort of react to, to me, they, they don't need to, like, <laughs> I don't do anything. I just, go out there and make some matches like so to get the reaction i got that blew my mind like um the lucy simons was doing our instagram uh account that day so during the shows you can always catch it on instagram like clips of it on instagram and i've got the bit where i came out saved in my phone because the noise is just summit summit else and then i i told quite a personal story when i was in the ring so i explained about how um that I don't live in Morecambe anymore because I didn't react. I've never actually planned on telling the fans that I didn't live in Morecambe anymore because I'm from Morecambe. That's just how I've always built myself, you know, but I don't live there anymore. So I kind of talked to them about that and I talked to them about COVID and I talked to them about how I wasn't able to be home for Christmas in 2020 because of COVID. And then because of Decker's actions in, in November, I wasn't able to be home for Christmas that year when I was supposed to be as well. And he'd taken that away from me. So I talked about all that and it was, you know, really, really, I don't know. It just sort of came out, you know, and um, fast forward to the rumble, you know, I made sure that he was number one in the rumble because I, I really didn't want him to win that match. I didn't want him to have the satisfaction of winning that match. So, Rick Marcus' music sets to play, um, but Rick wasn't able to be there because he was still suffering from the bottle that he took from Decker um, at the previous show. Uh, this Decker's not a nice guy, is he's he? A, I, I haven't sworn yet, have I? So I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna save it for now. I'm gonna do a real a Mick Foley trick and swear uh, when it matters most. He's a Absolutely. real bastard. He's yeah. a real bastard. Um, so it, it gets to the rumble. He's in the ring. He's eliminated uh, Nick Cutter, and then Rick's music plays, and Rick doesn't come out because he's he's still injured. And that you know, that set me off. I'd had enough at that point, and I and I stormed to the ring and I slapped Decker in the face and took Rick's place in the match. And I thought I got him out, but I didn't. You know, he was he was he was on the floor with me, and I thought, oh, I must have eliminated him as well. He must be out. I've done it. He's not won the match. Brilliant. And then finding out from senior referee in the night, Scott Bell, that oh no, he hadn't gone over the top rope. 
because in that moment everything was just a blur to me i had one minute i was in the ring next minute i was on the apron then he's on the apron and then we're out you know um but then when he tried to cash in after that phenomenal match between nathan cruz and ryan hunter like yeah you know uh, as one of the best professional wrestling matches i've seen live you know what i mean and and then he tries to spoil it and oh i was just you know had enough and you know it was kind of that up and down that topsy-turvy of a day and an emotionally charged day by the sounds of it so yeah it was so it much was, going on there was so much and we you know i i never expect i i'd never expect a reaction when i when i walk out the curtain and to get even a yeah it's ethan it's amazing yeah. so to get you know the chanting that i was getting that's that's kind of what overwhelmed me the most you know to feel like the fans actually really did care that, that i was there like it's an oh, amazing feeling 100 percent, 100 percent. um as we start to wind down this uh incredible interview with yourself then ethan i've got a couple of final questions um but first of all Let's kind of look into the future because you've got your schedule of shows yep. set for the remainder of the year. Yep. So just very briefly, kind of um, t- tell us about some of them shows because I know that we, we spoke a bit off air about you've got a, a big show um, yeah. coming up in April. So April 9th, uh, we are presenting a show called War on the Shore, uh, which is quite a historic show in British wrestling. Um, it started way back in the FWA, you know, back right in the day. Um, and then it went through the XWA. It went through paid promotions, it went through Alpha Omega. So literally almost every wrestling promotion, there's been a war on the shore with every wrestling promotion since 2005. Um, so it's a tradition we were keen to continue. And so that's going to be a big show. We've got the biggest, you know, all be, depending on how Blackpool goes, uh, we've, we've potentially got the biggest main event that we've had so far one that's been you know waiting to start since the the, the pre-show of our first show you know the vip meet and greets that's where it all started yeah um in in theory when you kind of think back about it and it's it's going to be in, incredible like that's going to be the biggest thing we'll, we'll do so far um and then and then after that you know we've we put our dates so um we've we've got a show in june we've got uh, I think it's June, August, October. Um, we're doing another. Sh- our return to Blackpool is going to be in November. So we're doing two shows in Blackpool this year, but we're doing uh, six shows in uh, Morecambe this year as well. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, yeah, I, I can't wait to because you you're also um, available on Powered Four TV. Is that right? So we can see yes. the first four yeah. shows up on Powered Four TV for anybody that's uh, listened to this and want to find out more about Odyssey Pro Wrestling. So Powered Four TV is definitely the place to catch your first four shows of 2021. Yep, and we've got some new things coming in the pipeline as well. So um, keep an eye on our uh, social medias. So uh, Facebook is Odyssey Pro Wrestling. Uh, Instagram is at Odyssey Pro Wrestling and Twitter is at OPW underscore UK. Um, keep an eye on those because we've got some interesting things that we're going to start announcing uh, in the next couple of weeks. Um, that's that's really going to kind of change the dynamics of Odyssey a bit. I'm really excited to, to launch these things. Yeah, absolutely. We've got the uh, uh, addresses running along the bottom of the screen hey. there for anybody that wants to follow you on Twitter or Instagram. Um, and Facebook is quite simply uh, Odyssey Pro Wrestling. Um, yeah. But uh, final question then. Um, I, I'm guessing you've kind of answered this already in a roundabout way, but um, 
you, you've promoted five shows now, running into your sixth one in two days' time on Saturday, um, shipwrecked. But what's been the proudest moment um, that you've had um, from your time as a promoter with Odyssey Pro since last August? Um, oh, man, my proudest. I'm going to, there's two things I've kind of got to say, yeah. really. So, one of the things is um, I always write a note to the wrestlers. Um, every show to kind of just say thank you to them for, for, for coming and doing the show and, you know, for, for being them and being uh, as brilliant as they are. Um, and to see them really, like to see the appreciation that's been getting um, has been, has been really, really wonderful. Like I think I don't understand how people could sort of take for granted these people. Like they're, they're amazing. Um but just seeing how much it, it matters to them people, like that really gets me a little bit. Um, and, and, you know, when people talk about the atmosphere backstage, like it's, it's nice because it means that those guys are excited to come back, which is always is wonderful. But for me, I think it's probably the, la the first show we did in Blackpool, Pier Fear. Um, we did, uh, it's, it's available for free on Powered 4, not on Powered 4, it's available free on YouTube on powered four tvs youtube uh it the main event we did the the triple threat tag team tlc match uh but the whole point of that show was to raise money for brian house which is a charity based in blackpool uh we did it in memory of uh a young a young chap that was uh struck by lightning um and unfortunately uh unfortunately killed him uh he's called jordan banks um and he used to do a lot of work for brian house um and it was something that was quite close to rpd because um, Jordan had actually come to see him wrestle in his debut match, you know. So the first opportunity we got, we wanted to do something for him. And I think, if I remember rightly, we rent we ended up raising uh, one thousand four hundred pounds for Brian wow. House uh, at that show, which yeah was spectacular. So you know, the goal was just to put on the best possible show we could in order to raise as much money as we could, and and we did that. And you know, it's something I'm I'm that's probably the buzz like the cat when we were counting up afterwards i remember that that feeling afterwards and i you know i feel like if i ever that's i achieved that that's that's if i ever take nothing else away from british wrestling we put on one of the most bonkers triple threat tag team tlc matches ever and we raised some money for for um to help children with life limiting illnesses so yeah we did some good Brilliant, uh, like I say, proudest moment there for sure, 100%. Um, before we let you go, um, I I'm guessing there's still tickets available for shipwrecks yes. on Saturday. So, for anybody sitting on the fence, I'm in an hour and not quite sure that might be in the area and want to come and sample Odyssey Pro Wrestling and sample the excellent card that we went through at the top of the show, uh, tell us where we can get the tickets from and, and why they should definitely be there. Yeah, so, um, there's you can get tickets on the door. Um, those tickets will be £10. However, if you uh, think ahead and buy online, you can go to odysseyprowrestling.co.uk forward slash shop. Um, you can buy tickets to Shipwreck. You can also buy tickets to any one of our shows that's coming up this, this year as well. Um, Shipwreck in particular, Reese and Rogan versus Synergy is going to be the first time ever. And there's no time like the first time. You know what I mean? Like, um, And to, to have four of the biggest toughest guys in british wrestling or go off in a ring that's going to be mental um 
to see Sam Bailey and RPD go at it one more time uh, with that chance at the the main event of um, War on the Shore. That's going to be nuts because you know you've got two people with with every you know RPD's got everything to lose and and Sam's got everything to gain. Um, we have two, you know one of the best British wrestlers in the country in in Tonga going up against one of the the best up up and comers in Katie Hawkins. So I'm really excited about that. Um, you know, two bit and Rob Drake's just if, if you ever watched a match and got oh bet that hurts, I imagine that's just gonna be the whole match. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's and it's just an atmosphere. Again, the more the the, the Odyssey atmosphere, there's there's very little like it. Like our our fans really do care. Like, you know, it's it's really Morgan, but Blackpool give it a really good go, you know. And Blackpool has got those really cool LED screens, so you really should come see those in person. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Uh, but Ethan, it's been amazing speaking to you for the last um, hour and 20 minutes, which has absolutely flown oh, by. And fun. I said it would yeah. only go 45, but <laughs> an hour and 20 minutes. It's been incredible hearing about you and your journey in Odyssey Pro. Um, hopefully anybody out there that might not have been too familiar with Odyssey Pro before listening to this or watching this, uh, hopefully you're a lot more familiar with uh, one of the uh, uh, newer but more exciting um, UK promotions out there. So definitely check them out. Um, but uh, Ethan Edwards, it's been incredible speaking to you. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me on. It's, it's been a real pleasure. And uh, hopefully we get to do this again soon. It's got to happen. Thank you very much. Take care. Thank you.